Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 3rd of October, the 276th day of 2022. We have 89 days remaining until 2023. Today in 1849, American writer Edgar Allan Poe was found delirious in a Baltimore, Maryland gutter. The last time he would be seen in public before his death, four days later. Today in 1863, President Abraham Lincoln designated the last Thursday in November as Thanksgiving Day. Today in 1913, President Woodrow Wilson signed federal income tax into law. Today in 1941, John Huston's The Maltese Falcon, starring Humphrey Bogart and Mary Astor, premiered in New York City. Today, in 1945, in a contest at the Mississippi-Alabama Fair and Dairy Show, Elvis Presley made his first public appearance, singing a song titled Old Shep and placing fifth. Today, in 1955, Captain Kangaroo premiered on CBS TV. Today, in 1957, Allen Ginsberg's poem Howl was ruled not obscene. And today, in 1987, Frenchman Michael Prufer skied 135.26 miles per hour in Portillo, Chile. Heavenward today, our moon is in its first quarter phase. Tomorrow, the moon will be at perigee, or 369,334 kilometers from Earth's center. And the day after, the moon will be 5 degrees south of Saturn, along with our seeing a minor meteor shower, about 5 per hour. Known as the Camelopardalids, they emanate from the constellation Camelopardalis that hangs between Ursa Major and Cassiopeia. Recent rain this past week and cooling nights have been helping the foliage color display in Maine, according to the state's website, with most areas above Millinocket rated as high color or 50-70% to 70 change of color. Down East Maine is currently at level 2, or low with only 10 to 30 percent leaf color change. So lower thermometer readings are nudging northern New England into acknowledgement that our weeks of this sort of halcyon weather are numbered. But my girlfriend and I continue to harvest tomatoes, eggplant, and chili peppers from our patio garden, so that affords us hope that these fine moments of autumn will continue sliding along at least for another month of the calendar. Meanwhile, in southern New England, the Harvard School of Public Health observes this past week that the number of daily reported coronaviruses in the United States is declining, with currently about 60,000 cases announced every day, and the daily average of deaths is at 450. In other words, though, 3,000 people per week are dying from COVID, and that doesn't jibe with President Biden's remark that the pandemic is over. And unfortunately, such a remark also certainly influences folks to popularize the currently erroneous post-COVID as a modifier and hence to no longer concern themselves with a disease that continues to kill people at a significant rate. The United States to date has had 97 million cumulative cases of COVID since the first reported instances of the disease on January 21st, 2020. BA4 and BA5 Omicron variants now being responsible for almost all recent cases. Therefore, we continue to be the world's leader in COVID with 16% of the world's 618 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. 3 million of the world's 618 million reported cases were recorded this past week. 
Elsewhere on the planet, the major industrialized nations continue to hold second through seventh places, ranging from 45 million cumulative cases in India to 36 million cases in France, 35 million in Brazil, 34 million cases in Germany, 25 million in South Korea, and 24 million cases in the UK since the beginning of the pandemic more than two and a half years ago. On the fatal front globally, current numbers of deaths due to COVID are officially at 6.6 .6 million, while COVID deaths here in the United States, according to Johns Hopkins and other credible sources, are presently at 1.1 million. Not a big number, perhaps, unless someone close to you has succumbed to COVID. Worldwide, more than 12.3 billion doses of vaccine have been administered, but remember that only 67% of all Americans are vaccinated, and only half of those vaccinated have been boosted. Today in Asheville, North Carolina, in 1900, American writer Thomas Clayton Wolfe was born to stonecutter William Oliver Wolfe and boarding house owner Julia Elizabeth Westall Wolfe. Thomas's parents would appear as Oliver Gant and Eliza Gant in his largely autobiographical novel, Look Homeward Angel, in which Thomas would be the protagonist Eugene Gant. Having previously been schooled privately at 16 years old, Thomas entered the University of North Carolina, where he wrote and acted in several one-act plays. In 1920, he enrolled in George Pierce Baker's 47 workshop at Harvard University and intended to become a playwright. Among the plays he wrote there, Welcome to Our City, was produced in 1923 and serves as the first literary platform for Thomas Wolfe presenting his native town of Asheville as the town of Altamont. Not many years later, however, changing the name of his hometown did little to disguise the character traits of the characters with whom Wolfe populated the lengthy Look Homeward Angel, published in 1929 by Scribner's. Asheville Times reviewer Walter S. Adams writes in October of that year, any resident of Asheville who knew this city and its people during the period of 1900 to 1920 will not have the slightest trouble filling in the names of real persons whom Wolfe made characters in his book. Today is also the birthday in 1800 of American historian George Bancroft, in 1856 of American civil rights leader and writer Timothy Thomas Fortune, in 1869 of American nurse and head of the Red Cross during World War I, Clara Noyes, in 1885 of American playwright and journalist Sophie Treadwell. In 1916 of English veterinarian and novelist James Harriet, real name Alfred White, who wrote All Creatures Great and Small. In 1925 of American writer Gore Vidal. In 1941 of American singer-songwriter Chubby Checker. In 1951, of the first American woman to walk in space, Catherine Sullivan, and of American blues singer-songwriter Keb Moe. In 1954, of American minister and civil rights activist Al Sharpton, and of American blues guitarist Stevie Ray Vaughan. In 1964, of English actor Clive Owen, and in 1969, of American singer-songwriter Gwen Stefani. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in Edgewise. Here's to the third week of autumn.